We had our clients at the beginning of the year, Gary, get very clear about what their wildly important goal was. We call it a wig. And um, and it was different for each doctor. We brought them together along with their office managers and um, they got to design their wig. And, uh, and it is fascinating when you get uh, alignment around where you're headed. They look at numbers occasionally because they're in the business yep. working on it. And so yep. they're not having, like I have weekly meet multiple meetings every single week where we're just looking at numbers and talking about them. Right. And so yeah. dental offices don't, I mean, that seems pretty straightforward. What else are we missing? Like what are, what are the other components that you're like, okay, cool. You roll that out and you get that down Yeah. and we, we have the dashboard in there. What, what are the other? Yeah. So the other thing that we've done, I, I, I used to t- tre- um, teach 44 systems because you know, dentistry, Welcome back to another episode of Dental Marketing Go. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. But you can't grow if you don't have a strategy and a plan. And today, Melinda is joining us, and she's going to break down how she takes your wild goals, breaks them down into KPIs, then distributes strategy, and then from there, execution, and puts it all into a dashboard that's easy to understand and manage. I learned some really cool stuff in this episode that I think will apply to your practice, so stay tuned. All right, Melinda, we are live, and I'm excited to hear from you today. I want to know, what are you seeing that's really helping dental offices grow right now? Yeah, Gary, it's um, it's a great time, actually, in dentistry. You know, um, it's so funny when people get worried about the economy. It's the thing about dentistry. It's, it's, it's a good business, you know? It's a I mean, we get to change people's lives, first of all, which is, you know, worthy and honorable. And uh, and also it's pretty resistant to what's happening in the economy. It really has a lot to do with what happens in the practice. And so, you know, I think um, the things that I see that are driving growth this year, we had our clients at the beginning of the year, Gary, get very clear about what their wildly important goal was. We call it a wig. And um, and it was different for each doctor. We brought them together along with their office managers, and um, they got to design their wig. And uh, and it is fascinating when you get uh, alignment around where you're headed. And we hear about this, of course, it's best practices. But you know, uh, it's so common for dental offices just to you know get up, go take care of patients. Uh, go to go to bed, get up, go take your patients, go, you know, like the rinse and repeat. And um, we call it the whirl of the daily practice. That's like there's so much whirl in just seeing patients day in and day out that mm-hmm. when you're not focused on and aligned on a particular goal, it is easy to get caught up in the daily whirl. And so I would say that the first thing is getting alignment around where you're headed and some really specific. So some of the specifics were um, doctors wanted to increase their hourly production. Some doctors wanted to increase their case acceptance. Some doctors wanted to increase hygiene hourly. But you can hear that, right, Gary? It's very specific. And, yeah. um, and so, you know, 
there are so many different ways that we can drive growth in a practice. And so starting with direction, but then also really diving down into like, okay, well, how do you put the attention on the right things? And so we have, um, we work with our clients to have a dashboard. And so every team member was, has something that they contribute to that daily goal, whatever it is for the office, and they know what that is. And so then the focus for each person is exactly on the thing that will drive the growth. So um, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, one of the doctors was Dr. Hourly, right? Dr. Hourly goal, Dr. Hourly production. And we had one doctor increase his hourly by 46%. That's pretty cool, right? I mean, that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal uh-huh. growth. Huge. Right. You know, you don't you don't ju- just get that every year, you know, and yeah. that's a really mature and great practice. So it wasn't a brand new practice, you know, it's a mature practice. And so, um, you know, they did that by a really focusing on who's coming in tomorrow and when they come in tomorrow. Hey, I got something crazy to share with you, and I'm going to get you right back to the show, I promise. So we have an event called AlignerCon coming up next year, and this month we're giving away a buy one, get one free. We're going to be partnering with ClearCorrect, and this is going to be one of the biggest events that we've ever done in Nashville, Tennessee, in the biggest hotel in America. So if you want to come to this, again, we're going to give you a buy one, get one free. We want to meet you in person. Just go to AlignerCon.com, and we're going to teach you how to create, convert, Close and even some clinical components around clear aligners. So don't miss this event. Go check it out now. Back to the show. It's not just what are we going to do for them tomorrow, but what else? What is next? We call this game changer. But basically, this is that um, there is an absolute attention on any conditions or pending treatment that that patient has. And that's actually gets is what gets discussed at huddle, not, you know, we re, we get to huddle and read the schedule. You know, it's like we can all read, so we don't need to read the schedule when we come to huddle. Let's share something that's valuable. And so really that's sharing what else, what else does the patient um, have, need, you know, what what have they wanted that we haven't done? And so it's a future focus more than a today's focus because, Gary, you know, the, we, the daily schedule, they're going to do it, aren't they? They're going to mm-hmm. do. If it's two fillings and a crown, they're going to do it. They're not going to forget that if it's on the schedule. They're going to do it. So that's like, okay, great. That's easy. Okay, we got that, right? Good job. We got that set up. Make sure we do a good job. Make sure it's complete. And also more important, in addition to that, what is next? What else are we focused on for this patient? Does that make sense, Gary? It's like yeah, yeah. So I'm so I want to walk through this for the audience in a way that that we can make it tangible for them. So I'm going to repeat you back bet. what I heard from you, and then you, you can tell me if I'm on the mark or not. So what I heard was you get a wig, a wildly important goal for the year. You yep. then figure out which KPIs drive that wig. Correct. So which key performance indicators are going to drive that? So you say, well, I want to. I want to have, I want to double our, our production. Okay, great. So the yep. thing that's going to drive that is going to be new patients, reactivations or whatever, right? Then yep. there has to be behind that and somewhere, I don't know if it's in the middle or after it, there's strategies 
that have to be layered in to yeah. to get you there, right? Because it's not just the KPIs and the WIG. It's like, how do we drive those KPIs up? So it's WIG KPI strategy. That's right. That's it. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. And when a team gets clear about that, when the doctor and the office manager get clear, the owner and the doctor and the office manager get clear, it's so much easier for them to be clear with their team, right? Because the team really does want to, they want to help. They well, want it becomes to clear on, job. it becomes, it becomes clear on where to help too, right? Like uh, yeah. not knowing how to prioritize because you don't know what's important when everything's important. That, that creates a lot of problems. And then the other thing that I've noticed, like just with like Dennis doing EOS or like any business mm-hmm. operating system, it's like, cool, yep. this helps you operate to a certain level, but then there's still the component of strategy of actually executing, which is not what those systems allow you to do. They, they allow you to prioritize, but they do not allow you to, they do not help you with execution, which is a whole different yep. ballgame. What, what are your thoughts on that when it comes down to that? Yeah. It's, it's really, I mean, I've, I've coached Dennis since I was 22, so a really long time, Gary. And you and I both know um, it's great to have a plan. I mean, a, a plan is more than a lot of dentists ever have, a plan. Yeah. So that's, a, that's actually a good thing, you know, <laughs> versus just getting caught in the whirl. Um, but beyond the plan is like who does what when, more importantly, how does how do we follow up and how do we make sure that this gets executed day in and day out? And we both know execution is actually the thing that doesn't happen consistently, right? We get good at it one day and then we forget. I mean, even I, you know, I typically visit my clients once a month and from one time to the next, it'll it's fascinating the stuff that gets dropped. It's just yeah. fascinating. Well, and I think I think the big I think the struggle that the dental offices have around this, I would love your thoughts on it, is they they look at numbers occasionally because they're in the business yep. working on it. And so yep. they're not having like I have weekly meet multiple meetings every single week where we're just looking at numbers and talking about them. Right. And so yeah. dental offices don't typically do that because they don't have time for that. Now, as they start to turn into groups and DSOs, and start to remove themselves. And, and the idea of that is working on the business rather than in the business. If you're doing dental treatment, you don't have time to look at KPIs and numbers and dashboards and all those kind of things. So there is a gap between in that transition and where a lot of dentists, in my experience, have just gotten like lost in the sauce on this is like as they transition from clinician to CEO, they get yep. stuck in this like middle world where it's kind of like they're both but they're also not executing because execution is not a priority because just treating the patients need to be takes priority over the execution. I mean, I think it's the I think it's one of the advantages in the in the managed um, network piece is that then more, there are more resources when they all group together. There's more resources for management. It doesn't mean that it's always good because you and I both yeah. know it isn't always Good. Right. But uh, the idea is there's more resources because this idea that one somebody is l- working on the business, not in the business. So dentist is true. So in solo practices, it's really hard. They're quarterbacking all the time. That's why if they have a good office manager or leadership team, and this is whether it's a DSO or, uh, or a group practice, it doesn't matter. 
lead the leadership team is the key thing, Gary. So we follow the 4DX methodology, which is the four disciplines of execution, super lean plan. Uh, Stephen Covey and McChesney um, developed it. And uh, it's, it's four disciplines of execution because I know and you know it's all in the execution. And so what makes a really good business is executing and over time and then iterating like, okay, how can we make this better? And how can we make this better? And so the four disciplines of ex- execution it is the leadership team's responsibility. So it's like, what's the wig? That's the owner's job. Create the wig. You know, they, they say, this is my vision. This is where we're headed. Um, the second piece is that we want to know um, what, not what are the lag measures, but what are the lead measures? What is it like treatment planning? Treatment planning, it, treatment ex- case acceptance is a lead measure for us. We're, we're, we don't track it much, but it is very much a lead measure. So that's what a lot of my clients did this year is when they started tracking treatment acceptance. Fascinating what you learn, right? It's fascinating. So a lead measure. So we, t- we what are the lead measures that we're tracking? compelling scorecard. So this is our dashboard. Like it's a visual thing up. The KPIs are visual every morning in the huddle. Where do they stand on their KPIs? Did they make it yesterday? Did they not? And then the it's um, the cadence of execution. So that's the meeting format that you're talking about. Um, who meets when? And so we have five meetings that we recommend. We have huddle. You know huddle. Huddles, everybody participates in huddle. Um, we have a leadership meeting that's really with the doctor and the leader or the owner and the leadership team. Hey, sorry to interrupt the show, but I got something that's going to bring some value to you. This segment is called Ask Gary, and we have people who email us and ask us questions about marketing, and we answer them live on the air. If you want to send in a question, you just send it to askgary at smcnational.com or shoot us a DM or leave a comment below. We'll definitely answer your questions. Today's question came in from Justin and they wanted to know, Justin wanted to know what we think about marketing contracts. And this is a great question. So if you're first working with a business uh, or a new marketing company, I would never, ever, ever sign a contract because you need to see them perform. But once a company performs and they're doing a good job, it's actually in your best interest to get into a contract with them because usually you can get lower pricing and a better deal if you sign a longer term commitment with that company. So it's kind of like a no, yes answer. Contracts are really bad if you don't know the company, but they can be really good if you know that they can provide results. Then the leaders really execute, right? There, It is their job and their department to execute and follow up on those KPIs. And so they have a powwow, which is really meeting with their department to make sure that the, their team is getting trained and uh, course corrections. Then we have the monthly meeting. Okay, that's everybody knows about the monthly meeting. That's an easier one. And then we have the one-on-one meeting management. So it does sound like a lot, Gary. It sounds like a lot, but it does. It sounds like a lot. And the truth is, if you want to keep things moving, you've got to have a way to communicate with your team. Right? You, you know, this the idea is like, I told them what they're supposed to do. Now they should go just do it. And I should never have to follow up. I'm mean, give me a break. Man, we're working with human beings, right? And so, you know, leading people is magic. Execution is where it all happens. Yeah. So what what would be your so if we so someone out there says, got it. Okay, I gotta have like a goal. I got to have KPIs or OKRs that are driving yep. that goal that we want to get to. 
I got to have a strategy plan that, or, or something to work through, like in every component. If it's marketing, you need to have something yep. you can go tap into for marketing, ops for ops, clinical, for, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have to have a plan around meetings for execution. So account- meetings really become your accountability platform Correct. for execution. So when we're not executing, how can we support you rather than, oh, we just didn't do it this quarter, right? What else? Correct. What else? I mean, that seems pretty straightforward. What else are we missing? Like, what are what are the other components that are, you're like, okay, cool, you roll that out and you get that down. Yeah. And we, we have the dashboard in there. What what are the other? Yeah. So the other thing that we've done, I I, I used to t- t- um, teach 44 systems because, you know, dentistry, I mean, there's a lot of steps, right? There's a lot of steps in every procedure. And so I had 44 operational practice management systems that we would train on. These are internal practice management systems. Now, when I say 44, what do you think? What's your first thing? What's your first thought? I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to learn 44 things. (laughs) That's a lot, man. Choked me out, right? And so really, uh, you know, it's like, okay, this has got to be easier. And so what we did is we took those 44 and we created eight systems and so we said, what, are, what is the 20% of what we do that drives 80% of our results? And so I think that is the piece of it, Gary. It's like, yeah, it's simple to create your wig and to have a strategy. But then it's like be laser sharp, clear about what really does drive results and help your people get that done. Help them get that done. Because it is really, it's not the 44 steps, right? It's not the 44 systems. It really is, you know, we have eight key systems that drive results day to day. And so I think, you know, what I what I would say is be laser clear about what you have people working on and really hone back the thing that makes the difference so that they can make it every day. So Jim Collins, you know, wrote Good to Great, Gary, and he said, we can't focus on, um, you know, we can focus on one thing or two or three. Three's the max. Three is the max. Um, If it's more than three, uh, then I I can't focus on anything. So I was talking to Lynn Tao the other day. He's like, oh, Melinda, I have a whole list of goals. Like, no, no, three. Like, what are your three? And, And really, what's the big wig here? So I would say... Um, really coaching uh, doctors, owners, leaders to to really be disciplined about the one or two things you're going for. That's awesome. And um, so so narrowing down. So you can't you can't do everything, right? You can do whatever you exactly. want, but you can't do everything you want. That's I I love that breakdown. That's right. So I, and we could drill down on that. So for the sake of time, um, what let's do this. Why don't you? How can people get in touch with you if someone wants to get in yeah. touch with you and learn more about this kind of stuff? What's the best? Yeah, the best way is my email, Melinda at melindaherford.com. My name will be on this podcast, so it'll be easy to spell it. Melinda at melindaherford.com. We have, um, we'd like to share, Gary, one of our 20 percenter systems that gets, uh, that gets an office to a statementless office. So we don't want them spending their time sending out statements to patients because they can handle all that um, with this system. They don't have to send another statement once they get the system in. So we'd love to send them the um, statementless practice so they can email me and ask for the statementless practice. We'd be happy to share that tool with them as an example of a 20 percenter. 
Awesome. And then what's your email? Melinda at melindahereford.com. Awesome. And we'll, we'll link that down below as well. So thank you so much for coming on. Great job today. My pleasure. Thank you.